Welcome to episode three of the Diary of an Entrepreneur. I'm Danny Lacey, and right now I'm going through the pains of growing a business from the ground up, from zero. As CEO and founder of a video marketing company, I have the responsibility and accountability of having employed over 25 staff servicing over 150 customers, generating revenue of over £2 million and dealing with the stress and the anxiety of growing a business, including times where we almost lost everything. This is the Diary of an Entrepreneur. So in this episode, I'm going to be getting deep and meaningful and I'm going to be talking about dealing with my toughest moment in business, literally my darkest moments the mental health effects of almost having to give everything up, clients owing us money, and then the fallout that that caused. And uh, so, I mean, this episode is a, a real open and honest account of what most people in business, let's be honest, would never share publicly. All right, so let's get started with the diary of an entrepreneur. Uh, but before we get into the, the nuts and bolts of this episode... I'm going to start each episode with a few updates from uh, business. So my video production company, Starter Media, uh, just a couple of little bit behind the scenes, just to give you a bit of context on where we're at, at right now and what the business is up to. Uh, so uh, COVID-19, obviously, ugh, the C word. Uh, we're back in lockdown. The team are dealing well with lockdown, all working from home at the minute. But we've been doing that for a while now, so we're working with that quite well. Uh, and, and handling and dealing with all the challenges that that brings uh, very effectively. Uh, it's affected some of our live action projects. We were going to be out and about filming during this month, but uh, we've had to postpone and cancel some of that. And uh, that's going to come back in a few months' time, hopefully when the lockdown eases and we can all get back to, well, whatever normal might be. Uh, we're super excited that we've got a new member of the team joining the business in the next few weeks. And uh, I'm just working on the onboarding process and the strategy for what I want that person to achieve, to achieve in the role. This is This follows what has been a intense recruitment process to find the right person because it's a senior role within the business and so it, finding that right person is super super excited I've made mistakes in the past when it comes to recruitment so we went through a whole four phase process for recruitment we really did put the candidates through it and I believe at the end of it we found the right person for the role and they start at the end of this month and we're in November now at the time of recording this and so super excited to get them started at the end of the month and as far as the business goes we'll continue to grow which is good the numbers are going up 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 and we're working hard behind the scenes right now to tighten up our processes because with all the work that we've got coming in the projects that we're working on there's a lot of data there a lot of communications a lot of information and so we want to make sure that the processes that we're working on are, are, are as tight as they can be especially on the project management front and the sales pipeline is looking pretty healthy I don't mind sharing with you we've currently got uh, over £400,000 worth of active quotes in our sales pipeline and our win rate at the minute is about 58%. So that's uh, it's looking pretty good. All right, that said, let's get back to this episode of the Diary of an Entrepreneur. Right, going to start with uh, saying goodbye to a big client and the fallout. Now, if you listen to episode two, the last episode of Diary of an Entrepreneur, you'll have heard me uh, talking about winning our biggest contract today, a six-figure contract uh, building a TV channel on the Sky TV platform for a client, which uh, was uh, quite an experience. So, so that was the last episode. But anyway, we uh, were on that contract for a, a year 
And then we decided that we were going to part company with the client, that we'd done everything that we could do at that time. And that basically I wanted to go and concentrate on growing other areas of the business. So I was less money motivated at that time and more business person, more entrepreneur, more, I have this thing that I want to grow. And if we continue with this current contract, we're just not going to have the time to do that. So, and me being me, and at that moment in time, I didn't really stop and think about the implicate. And I know this, this sounds stupid and, and idiotic, and it is, but there's always method in my madness. <clears throat> and excuse me. And, um, and so I decided that we weren't going to renew this contract and that we were going to grow the business. Um, uh, and that was it. I was literally going to pull the trigger on that. We we're going to pull the plug on the contract without really sitting and thinking about it in massive detail. I wasn't, I just, I think I was just unaware of the effect that this was, I was overly confident that we had enough clients with us at that time beyond the current big six figure contract uh, to, to sustain what we were doing and at the same time, knowing that we'd only need a couple of new clients to really, you know, put us, make us profitable and, and enable us to grow. So the contract ended and it was all very amicable. We handed over the keys and we walked away. And uh, within a month, it just suddenly hit me of how much we, the business relied on that client um, and how much we're actually going to miss them. Because all of a sudden our cash flow was decimated. And it had a massive impact on the business. And it took me a lot longer to, uh, to, to fill that hole and, and grow the business and get the business back into uh, a position where we could become sustainable and grow. And, um, and so, yeah, immediately I could see the issues. Now, there was a big lesson learned here, which I think is also really important. And one thing that I've, I've taken with me throughout business now, unfortunately, we're not in that position anymore, but we were heavily reliant on one client. Now, if we hadn't have ended that contract and they would have pulled a plug themselves, we would have ended up in the same situation in the mire and with serious uh, holes in the cash flow. So massive lesson learned there that you should never, ever have all your client eggs in one basket. Now, at the time, our overheads weren't massive, fortunately, uh, but they were big enough especially with the levels of revenue that we were looking at. So there were three full-time members of staff on the books. Thankfully, we didn't have to let anybody go. And it was time for me to um, fill the gap with new clients. And so we went into sales overdrive, um, which you know meant that I had to get out there, network. I had to revisit all my contacts that I had previous to this contract as well as making new contract, uh, new contacts, um, looking at new ways of doing sales and, um, uh, and I'd been out of the game, so to speak for a while. I hadn't really been doing as much of the hands-on sales cause I didn't need to, cause we had a couple of small clients and then this big client and everything was tickety boo. Um, whereas now I'm sat at my computer thinking, crikey, um, I need to get out there and get some sales through the door and quick because a typical sale, uh, in our business from prospect to money in the bank could be anywhere between two to five months, if not more. You know, you know what it's like when you're building relationships with people and before they eventually become a client and before they eventually spend and pay and transfer money into your bank account. That can be years in some instances. So, um, so cash flow was tight. We needed new credit facilities at the time as well because they, they just 
the money in, money out scenario, one month we'd be okay, and then the next, next month we'd be slightly short. And that starts to build a little bit of um, issues as far as, you know, where's where are you getting the money to pay for these? And so a little bit of debt was starting to creep in. So we needed new credit facilities from the bank to help get us through the tough months um, where there was uh, little money coming in. And it was getting it was getting quite scary, to be fair, uh, at one point. And the difficulty is because we were a small team, it was really difficult to hide this from the team, especially the size. There was three, four of us in the business at the time. And this can impact their confidence in what you're trying to achieve. So they may lose confidence in you as a business owner. And um, But luckily at the time, we hadn't really been through this before. It was quite new to us all. And I think my energy levels at that time were still quite high, was massively optimistic. I'm always optimistic. Um, And so I had to manage their expectations, spend time with them, talk to them, keep them confident, keep them happy. When in the background, I was probably losing my mind. Um, Anyway, at that time, I decided that now was the right time to hire a salesperson. So without any additional revenue coming in, it was time for me to hire somebody within the business who could help bring new clients, new revenue into the business that wasn't just me. Because at the minute, at that moment in time, I was the only salesperson. I was the only person bringing money into the business. And I thought that was a vulnerability. And so I needed to um, tackle that. So I hired a salesperson, but it didn't quite work out as I'd hoped. And that was completely my fault um, for hiring the wrong person. And, you know, they were a dead lovely person, really, really nice person to work with, but they just weren't the, the right kind of salesperson for the industry that we were in. Uh, they were great at sales in other industries, selling other products and services, but not just not the, the product that we were selling. And so, you know, I was desperate. I was just desperate to get additional sales into the business outside of what I was contributing. And therefore that led to me making mistakes. And another lesson um, that was learned at the time that, you know, you shouldn't really be making decisions when you are desperate. And Uh, this came to bite me in the ass. And I'll tell you a little bit about that in a little bit. There's the mental aspect of constantly putting fires out as well. And something that I never really thought about in the early days of setting up a business when it was just me working from my spare room at home. But once you start with staff and then facilities with banks and chasing clients and then trying to find sales and dealing with the morale of the team, all this kind of builds up in the back of your mind Uh, before it eventually shows its ugly face in the form of mental health issues, I guess. Um, And it's hard to get your head into the space that is required to run a business when you have all these things on your shoulders, all these things going on in your mind when you, you just literally cannot switch off. And sometimes you just end up sat there looking at a blank screen with all these things that need to get done, but not really knowing where to start or not being in the mood or the right zone because your, you know, your head's filled with all this other stuff and it it just becomes a little bit overwhelming. And it's something that is used to be a taboo subject, not as much these days. Mental health is, is definitely at the forefront of a lot of people's minds now. And especially in business, you know, the suicide rate, for example, in entrepreneur and business people, especially men, is is huge. It's really, really big um, because it can be quite a burden, all this running a business and all the negative stuff that comes with it because it's it's 80% negative, the fight, the walk, ringing, wading through the dirt versus 20, 15% of all that positive stuff, winning a new client and being successful and stuff. So a lot of that can, you know, weigh heavy uh, on somebody. So the mental aspect and constantly putting out fires, fighting the fight, ends up putting you in the wrong zone, which means that you're going slower. You're not running on full energy levels. 
And it does, you know, it has an effect. And we ended up having our worst financial year on record and basically a million miles away from where I wanted the business to be at that moment in time. And that led to me having confidence issues and it made me, it made me frustrated and I was making decisions that I shouldn't have been making at the time. Uh, again, just, I think out of pure desperation, just stabbing in the dark, trying to see if anything stuck and it just, uh, it just wasn't working. Uh, it just wasn't, it just wasn't a great year for us. Um, so, and then to top it all off, it resulted in me making the worst business decision of my entire life, selling shares in my business and giving up 40% equity. Basically, I was guilty of chasing the money, going after a quick fix, and it came back to bite me in the ass a few years later down the line. And uh, it, it, if I'm honest, and that's the whole point of this podcast and the whole point of just what I'm doing is, is, to, is to be honest, uh, it was the wrong decision. I should not have sold. Um, I don't have any issues with the person that I sold the shares to them personally. Not a pro- it was just the, on a business level, it was the wrong decision that I made at that time. And it did bite me in the ass later in life. So the note there is never ever rush into selling off parts of your business um, without due consideration, lots of thought, lots of advice, and really thinking about it. Don't chase the money. It sounds all lovely and exciting at the time, um, but it will come and bite you in the ass. It really will. Um, so just, yeah, uh, if, if there's one thing that I would like to share with you from this episode, that's it. If your business is going well, has potential, and somebody comes along and money is discussed, sounds attractive, don't chase the money. Do not chase the money. Um, right, second part of this uh, podcast brings me on to what became my darkest moments. And apologies if you're feeling depressed uh, as a result of this podcast. But this is what happens in business. And the whole point of this podcast is to, it's aimed at people who are thinking about growing a business or, or are going through the pains of growing their own business. Because the amounts of conversation I have in general life with people that I know in business, and I start talking about what I'm going through, and it, you could just see relief in their eyes. They're looking at it as if to say, crikey, I'm not the only one, thank goodness. And then you have a conversation that's beyond sales and is beyond all the other stuff that comes in business. And you're having a a person to person conversation of two people or several people going through the same thing. So as much as this is a depressing episode, and I'll try and keep these to a minimum, I think it's really important to, for people to hear these, this side of the business, um, for those that aren't quite there yet, but also for those that are in this part of their business and struggling and going through all the mental health issues and the financial issues and the worries to hear that they're not the only one, that there are other people out there that are, are suffering and that there are solutions and options to help make things um, better. Um, so this second part of this is um, me sharing when the wheels really did start to fall off um, from the starter media uh, business. And it was basically 2018. So it started early 2018 and I just didn't know it. I just didn't know that this was happening within my business and that it, you know, I was six months away from almost having to give everything up. I literally took my eye off the ball when it came to sales. All right. I was so focused on other areas of the business. The team had grown. I think we were up at 11 staff at that time, there or thereabouts. I'd have to double check the numbers, but from memory, we were up at about 11 members of staff. So I was managing a big team. I didn't really have a layer of management. There were people supervising and coordinating and do, but a true level of management just wasn't there within the business. And so I was managing a big team 
um, too many for one person. And I just wasn't delegating quick enough. I was doing a lot of the work myself, getting involved with things that I shouldn't have been getting involved with. And at the same time, I let the sales pipeline slip away and some very big empty patches were approaching. There was also loads of stuff going on in my personal life as well. And that's stuff that you often forget about, that we're humans. We have relationships, we have families and friends, and, you know, things happen in life, good stuff and bad stuff, usually a mixture of the both, some slightly weighted in one one area or the other. But there was a lot of stuff going on in my personal life. Um, Business uh, was wasn't really moving as fast as so frustrations and we were growing way too quick, I think as well in hindsight, which is a great thing, obviously hindsight, but we were definitely growing way too quick and that was causing uh, some issues. But those empty patches on the sales pipeline that were approaching quickly were going to definitely set us up for almost disaster. Um, so our toughest period for cash flow, our overheads were an all time high, specifically, not surprisingly, on the payroll side of things. But the way I was building my business was to be um, reinvesting, making sure that we had the power in-house, so the staff and the talent available to service these clients. I was growing slightly uh, disproportionately for money in, money out, knowing that we would get the clients in and that we'd always, that the infrastructure would be there and we could hit the ground running. So I was growing um, our infrastructure slightly too quick, which meant that we were vulnerable. And that vulnerability was if we were to lose a client or hit any kind of cash flow issues that it would make things incredibly tight. And that's probably what almost led to um, disaster during, like I say, one of our toughest cash flow times uh, within the business. And we're going back to 2018, which is fortunately a couple of years ago now. And we've changed since everything's on the up from that. Um, so the biggest problem was instead of acting quickly and reducing costs fast to get us in a better position, I literally kept fighting. And I was doing this with my heart and not thinking with my business hat. I was fighting the fight, holding on in the hope that a few new clients were going to come knocking on our door to save the day. But that just didn't happen. And month after month after month, I just kept fighting. It'll be fine next month. We're going to find that client. At the same time, my mental health is deteriorating. Um, you know, I kind of self-diagnosed as being slightly depressed at that time. Uh, I ju- you know your own body, and I just know that I wasn't feeling too good. It was physical, it was mental, and it was it just meant that I wasn't firing on all cylinders, and that I, I was going slow, and and I wasn't be- I wasn't able to affect the business in the way that I needed, in the way that a CEO or a managing director or a business owner needed to at that moment of desperation. Um, so that was having a massive knock-on effect as well. Um, so anyway, I just kept fighting the fight. And there was one thing in particular that was having a massive knock-on effect on cash flow. And I was completely guilty of letting it get out of control. One of our biggest clients ended up owing us £70,000. Now, we had a really strong relationship with this client. They'd given us loads of work over the years. and But they were obviously hitting some issues and some trialing times themselves. Uh, but for a small business like mine, £70,000 was a massive hole in the business. And I genuinely believed that they would catch up. And I genuinely thought one month we're going to get, I don't know, we're going to get one month, we're going to get 30 grand. The next month we're going to get 20 grand and then another 10 grand or whatever, 20 grand to, to make up the set. And I thought, wow, we can deal with that. And that would make our cash flow so much better. But it just didn't happen. You know, I waited. I spent most of my time chasing the client. 
knocking on the door, uh, pestering, it just, but we, the money never materialized. And the client ended up going out of business and we ended up losing a massive amount. And we've only really just recovered from that huge hole in the cash flow. I genuinely believe that they would catch up. And again, another lesson that no matter how close you are to the client, no matter what that relationship is like, you should always expect the unexpected and prepare for that. All right. I'm guilty of being too optimistic. And I think that is definitely a weakness in, in who I am as a business person. I'm too optimistic, too trusting, and, but I've, trust me, the lesson has actually, has definitely been learned. Uh, same time, the business is hemorrhaging cash with the payroll. And then the silent assassin was starting to show its face debt. All right. Money that we owed suppliers. Um, we were starting to fall behind. HMRC were breathing down our necks. And, you know, that is probably the most stressful thing is having to deal with owing HMRC a penny. They don't mess around and you don't want to be messing around with HMRC. But at that time, we had to do what we had to do um, to survive and to keep the wolves from the door. I never expected stress like it. I literally locked myself away. Um, I was working from my office back at home. It's like I'd gone full circle almost. And I think I was hiding. I think I was hiding away. I lost myself in, in, in my magical world where there were many solutions at my disposal and everything was going to be okay. Something was going to present itself. If I sat in front of my computer, strategized, made lists, um, did some research, something would present itself. So my heart was in the right place. However, I had taken too long to act to plug the holes that were appearing in our little boat, our little ship, our little business. And it was time that I needed to act. I had to move and I had to move quickly because I was already months behind. And those months behind were going to have a huge knock-on effect for the business. Huge knock-on effect. I had to make redundancies. We had to go there. I had no other option. And again, I was trying so hard to hold on. It'll be fine. Next month will work. It'll be better. And we can keep everybody in jobs. But it was the toughest decision uh, I've ever had to make. And it will always be the toughest decision in business. But it happens. It's unfortunate. It's not something that we strive towards as business owners. It's not one of it's not on my list of goals. Make people redundant at all. My list of goals is to keep people in jobs, get them up to the biggest salary we can possibly get them up to, give them all the perks and the, the love of working in a business that gives back as well as, you know, uh, but it just it had to be made. And you're dealing with people's lives, you know, and then so that adds to the to the stress levels. Uh, and it was a terrible time, and but the band-aid had to be ripped off, and it was a smart move, and it was the best decision, and it worked. Those redundancies that we made at that time, within a few months, we started to feel the effect of that reduction in the payroll, and it meant that we have a li- we had a little bit more money to be able to keep on top of that debt, which was the most important thing for me at that time is is keeping the debt managed. So, but this action had a massive ripple effect across the business and it took ages, an age to lift morale and to turn the business around. Everybody's going to be worried about their jobs. If you start talking about redundancies and start making people redundant within a business, it will have, I don't care who you are, it will have an effect on the whole business. People start to look over their shoulder and that was a difficult thing for me to deal with and it was something that I had to deal with and we had to get on top of. Um, And it took an age for us to get everything back to the way it should be. Um, So listen, I'm going to give you some context. So I'm going to play you a clip. This is from uh, the Diary of an Entrepreneur, the YouTube series. So 
I spent uh, a couple of years of with a, a camera team following me around, uh, documenting the whole building a business thing. So we spent a couple of years. There's two series of Diary of an Entrepreneur on my YouTube. If you search Danny Lacey business on, on YouTube, you'll find it. And I can put a cl- uh, link in the, in the show notes. Um, but so we were filming this behind the scenes for a few years. This clip is from um, the episode where I go into great detail about the redundancies and the issues that I was going through in business. It's a real, real open and honest, transparent, deep dive into a business that is genuinely struggling. And um, and I think it's a fascinating insight. It's a bit depressing for me to look back on, but I think I can pretty much deal with it. But anyway, I'm going to play you a clip. It's a few minutes long, but I think it's important to really give you an idea of what we were going through. And you'll hear from the team. Uh, they were interviewed at the time as well. Again, it's really important to see how they felt throughout the whole thing. So this is a clip from the Diary of an Entrepreneur. I think it's definitely series one, episode three, I think it is on the YouTube channel. Um, but again, this will help give you a, a little bit more context. My name is Ben Davis. I work for Stardom Media and my role is a creative and project manager. My name's Luke and I'm an editor. I'm Saxon Ricks and I'm production director at Stardom Video. So it's no secret that most businesses, most the percentage would be massive, most businesses go through cash flow issues um, we're a few days away from payroll, uh, it's July's payroll, and um, again, we're chasing clients. Uh, it's that whole kind of same old cash flow story, it's that vicious circle that a lot of businesses get into. I think I was uh, slightly more privy to uh, the cash flow issues than probably most other people, apart from Danny, obviously. Yeah. It's another one of those uh, constant monthly battles. It is uh, constant at the minute, but it is with a lot of businesses. It's something that I'm having to deal with myself as well as doing all the other stuff in the business. So um, I've got a couple of days um, to get my hands on the cash to, to, to level with payroll, which uh, I'm confident is going to happen, actually. Uh, we've not missed payroll once in the whole time I've been in business. I don't intend on starting now. Um, but it does seem to get closer and closer every month. Uh, but yeah, cash flow, co- constant battle. Um, but we're getting on top of it, we're getting there. This was the big, for me, the biggest problem out of everything that was going on was the psychological side of the issues. So the minute you're in financial difficulty, the minute that debt starts to build up, and when you're going through the issues that we were going through, the psychological strain is just, it's massive. Uh, it's Friday, 27th of July, uh, otherwise known as payday, my um, least favorite time of the month. We've not missed payroll once during my time in business, but it's getting tougher. Um, usually we're paid by before nine o'clock in the morning, um, but because I'm still chasing a couple of clients, um, we've only paid half the staff at the minute. So I've got the other half to pay. Um, hopefully the clients will come good and we'll get us over the finish line. But there's a, an awful lot of stress involved. You've got to be really careful that you don't come across too desperate when you're chasing clients. You don't really want to give away too much as to the state of the business because things get misinterpreted and misunderstood by a lot of people. I go from working at 100% flat out to 5% depressed. And the rest of that time is just dealt putting, you know, putting out little mini fires. When those fires have been put out and I'm left to then, right now I can grow my business, the energy levels are low. If the money had come in on time, I wouldn't be having this chat. But that plays heavily on you psychologically. Um, you know, it's a massive amount of stress and it takes up a lot of time. 
not just physically sending emails, making phone calls, chasing, planning, strategizing, but also it, just those kind of moments that you have where you're thinking and you're trying to settle your mind, you're trying to remain focused on what needs to be done, as in getting the money through. And that takes up a lot of time as well, but it's non-tangible stuff. It's, you know, you can't, it, there's no, I don't have anything to show for the amount of mind space that I have to allocate to this monthly dance of getting cash in to pay staff and pay rent and all the overheads that, that you know, a business of this size has. It's the first time I've ever, on the day of paying, at quarter past 11, which is in the minute, that I've actually been short on payroll. Um, but like I said, hopefully in the next couple of hours that will all get sorted and hopefully the team will understand. Most of them have been paid, it's just those that haven't. Uh, hopefully they'll understand and we can get the cash through as quick as possible. Um, so here we go, the cash flow fight and dance with clients continues. Anybody who's been through difficult times in life, whether it's business life or anything, will understand what I'm saying. You know, you, you, if you're just not in the mood, if, you're just, if your head's not in the right space, and some people are different, you know, I'm quite a strong character, I'm usually really good and confident with things, and, and even now, even going through really difficult times and stress, you know, I'm still able to handle that to a certain level. But I think for one person to cope with everything that I was going through was really, really difficult and it had a massive knock-on effect. Last week, I've had to um, seriously consider um, the R word, uh, redundancies within the business because we're running out of cash. So the moment I realized that I was gonna have to make people redundant, that happened way before I actually made people redundant. It's just that my heart jumped in and it was a case of I'll just hang on because I know I can get through this. It, I think Danny was just kind of clinging on for dear life, hoping that it, that money would come through and we wouldn't have to do any of that. Um, it's taken too long to get the money through and I have a responsibility um, as the, the head of the business to keep the business alive and keep it thriving and to keep it going. And sometimes, sometimes, you have to swallow your pride, you have to get over yourself, you have to put your business hat on, and you have to be cruel to be kind. And, and that could involve taking a couple of steps back, um, which means redundancy. So hopefully that it won't come to that, but this week is a very important week. If we don't get 60, 70% of that overdue cash that's due in through the door, then I'm gonna have to start taking action uh, to balance the books. So if you take the payroll out of the overall operational costs, actually the, the company's running really efficiently. You know, we don't have, we don't have overly expensive office. We don't have overly expensive subscriptions to anything. It's, it's literally really tightly, it's a really tight ship. The biggest expense is the payroll. So I knew instantly that when we needed to make cutbacks, it was gonna be payroll. Hi, um, so it's been a very difficult week this week. Um, lots of cash flow issues, thoughts of redundancies in the business uh, may still be a possibility. I'm still waiting for one of our clients to come through with a major payment on money they owe us. Uh, it's Thursday, it's the 2nd of August. So hopefully by close of play tomorrow, we'll have that money in the bank and we can start replanning and strategizing. If we don't get that money through tomorrow, it's gonna be a bit of a headache. There was a, uh, I think we did have a meeting like about a month prior. Um, cash flow is quite tight at the minute. Very, very tight, it's always tight. It's a constant battle month in, month out to make sure that we're earning enough to survive. We've had big issues recently with a major client of ours who hasn't paid for most of the year. 
uh, and it was a significant amount of cash and we did well to survive it, we did well to dodge a few bullets as a result of it. That client's now paying again, um, so we're starting to catch up and we're now seeing that hole filled which means I can actually start to push forward um, a bit harder with stuff. But we're probably a year behind uh, as a result of this lack of cash, which is a shame and it's frustrating and it's you know, you can, I could sit here and get angry about it and frustrated, but at the end of the day, you know, these things are put here to challenges, and instead of burying your head in the sand and worrying about it, you just lift your chin up and you crack on. So I'm working from home most days now, four, four and a half days a week. In fact, I'm in the office a couple of hours on a Monday, usually, just to catch up, I haven't been in this week. And it's good that I work from home because I'm not having an easy time of it um, at the minute, if I'm honest. Uh, it's weird, we always seem to have like a bit of a uh, kind of intuition I suppose you'd call it like everybody's just like something doesn't feel right <laughs> kind of thing and I think it's probably it's because of a simple thing as like Danny probably not being in as much who wasn't in the office a great deal like unusually unusually not in the office when when your boss doesn't show to work it's kind of you know something's up so it's a bit of a head mess at the minute because I've spent so many years all energetic, all optimistic, chasing the dream, building the empire, um, not looking over my shoulder, um, and just trying to make a go of it. That I think naturally that most people that are like that, um, that are optimistic and full of energy 99.9% .9 of the time, I think they're bound to have moments where there's a bit of a come down, there's a bit of a reality sets in that things aren't as uh, always as positive and as optimistic that there are downsides to, to life to business to uh, just things generally and I think you also get add age to that I'm in my early 40s now I'm 42 I'm starting to think about life a little bit more I'm starting to think about where I'm heading 10 years ago I wasn't bothered about not being hugely successful and having loads of money in the account and having cars and houses and all that because I knew I was building something Whereas I think now, 10, 15 years later, I'm kind of looking at what I'm building and thinking, and probably getting probably a little bit impatient with it now. Um, it, things take time to grow. I mean, the business as it is at the minute has really only started to catapult in the last couple of years. But I was laying the foundations for where the business is at many, many years before. So there's a lot of work and effort, blood, sweat and tears gone into it. Um, and it's not, it's not been easy. So I think what's happened is, there's probably a little bit of depression. I've not been to a doctor, of, it's kind of self-diagnosed, but I think there's a, a depression that's been sneaking in there over the last 12 months to two years, maybe even more, I don't know, that's setting in, which means it's tough to get out of bed in the morning. I used to be up early in the morning. I used to be, you know, get on it and, and working 15 hours a day. I'm not quite working the 15 hours a day. I'm not getting out of bed bright and early. It's a struggle to get out of bed. I'll sit at my desk in the office and I know there's a lot of things that I want to get done, I need to get done, but I just don't have the, either the energy, uh, things aren't as clear as they used to be. And I think that's a sign of, um, I think that's a sign of, of depression. Um, so although I'm self-diagnosing, self I still, I, I know my body, I know my mind really well. I've, I have self-awareness. So I know there's a problem. So I'm trying to figure out how I fix that problem. 
being honest and open about it is, I think, half the battle. Um, admitting that there's a problem, you know, for somebody who's, I, I'm very, I'm a very proud person, very stubborn, um, but I'm admitting that I have a problem. I'm admitting that I think I'm, I'm depressed. There's this, there's depression setting. Everybody would naturally just break down after a while. There, there has to be a moment where your body and your mind just goes enough. I'm not eating very well. I don't exercise. Uh, I, I mean, I don't probably get out the house enough and, and do enough more social non-work things. Is it just an energy level thing? Is it, is it, my, is it exercise? Is it bad diet? I don't know. Is, have, I, have I lost interest in the business? Has my, have I, has my heart fallen out of love with what I've spent the last God knows how long um, doing? And, um, and I think that's the problem and that's what I'm trying to figure out. You know, I'm, today I'm trying to, there's a, there's a my to-do list has been things on my to-do list now for weeks that I should have done ages ago and I can't look after the business and anybody else until I take a step back, concentrate on me and what I want in life, in my health, my mental well-being and then, and then, and only then, can I do the things that I really want to do in business. So there are two series of Diary of an Entrepreneur on my YouTube channel. Uh, just go to YouTube, search Danny Lacey uh, Business, and uh, you can you can easily find the the uh, the episodes on there. It's a real open and honest behind the scenes deep dive into a uh, into into how I was growing a business at, at that time, and uh, it was open, it was honest, it was completely transparent. And that clip you just heard was when we were going through um, those tough times. So the final part of this podcast, just to kind of lighten things up a little bit, is uh, how we managed to turn things around. That was 2018. We're in 2020. So uh, it was all about getting back into the business and taking control because during these difficult moments, I'd stepped away from the business. I guess I was hiding, but at the same time, it was it was me being in my own space, which I need when I'm going through these things. I know myself that well. I know what I need, what environment I need to put myself in to be able to cope. So I hid myself away. But I definitely wasn't not working. I was I was strategizing. I was thinking. I was allowing myself time. But also, I wasn't surrounding myself with uh, distractions and having to be around the team, knowing that things weren't great and having to put on a front. It just wasn't what I was able to do at that time. So I stepped back from the business. I allowed most of the team to to run the company and 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 keep it going. While in the background, I was trying to figure things out. So. To turn things around, I got back into the business and took control, showed my face. I was in the office, meetings, strategizing, talking to the team, developing. I dropped all non-important tasks, those little jobs that I should not be focused and worried about. We really got on top of debt. We were managing and controlling the debt, looking at options on reducing the debt and putting a plan in place. Full focus on sales and business development. All right, forget everything else. The most important thing, the thing that will fix everything is getting more sales through the door, more revenue, more money into the bank. That was obvious. And that's what needed the main focus. And that's exactly what happened. We had new revenue coming into the business. It was making a big difference. The money that we were getting in through the door was covering operational costs and any surplus was then going to pay off any debt. The debt was coming down. It was under control the pressure was easing. Uh, we increased marketing efforts. I was doing more uh, personal brand stuff, front of house stuff. Visibility of the company was increasing. We were coming, becoming more thought leaders in our industry, which was definitely opening doors. And then since the revenue has skyrocketed, we've gone up and up and up each year, doubling in one year. We went from 
Uh, I can't remember the exact figures, but we literally doubled on the previous year. Now, even though right now we're not out of the woods just yet, all right, we're still a little bit of catching up to do, but in a, we are definitely in a much better position and we're hitting what I call another spike moment of growth within the business. The revenue is is going, again, is spiking from previous years. Uh, we're heading to that half a million pound mark, which I think we're going to hit in at the end of March, the end of March 2021, which is at the end of our current financial year. And we're getting closer to that that milestone of a million pounds in revenue. And that's the goal. And that's the journey we're heading on at the minute. But like I say, not out of the woods yet. We've still got a long way to go, but everything is un- under control and revenue is definitely increasing, uh, which is fantastic. The future is looking bright. Everything that has happened over the last few years has definitely made me stronger. And it also helps me make better decisions faster and tough decisions when they need to be made. I think that's the important thing. I've definitely toughened up as a business person. And that's one one of the big takeaways is you, you decisions have to be made and you have to make them quickly. I've also got a mentor somebody who's run a massive agency with millions and millions of pounds of revenue, 200 plus staff, been here, wears wears the t-shirt and is definitely able to put me in my place. I have got somebody now who I am accountable to and we may very well do an episode of Diary of an Entrepreneur on the podcast where I'll get them on the show and um, we'll do a a bit of a QA. and a But having a mentor as, as, I don't know, it's just, it's lifted a weight off my shoulder. It's like I've got somebody to talk to because being an entrepreneur, business person, as you'll know if you're in in business, is very lonely, incredibly lonely and depressing at times. It just is. It's just the, the nature of the beast. So having somebody that you can talk to that's not within, that's not in your business, it's not family or friends, an outsider almost, who's who's been in similar positions and has grown and become successful in business. Just having that person there to talk to who can open your eyes to things that you didn't even consider or think about uh, previously I don't know, it's, it is literally like therapy and it just makes me feel so much better. I look forward to my conversations with him that we have, we used to have them every month. We have them a bit more regularly at the minute because there's things going on in the business that I need advice on, positive things, good things that are happening. Um, so having him there by my side is, is fantastic. And he's so, uh, you know, uh, dedicated to, to what we're trying to achieve. And so, you know, that, uh, that kind of thing I think is, um, is so, so, so very, very, very important. <laughs> And uh, well, that's almost the end of this episode. I like to end things on lessons learned during these moments of my business life. And I think for this one, my few takeaways on this are one, expect the unexpected and plan well in advance for it. All right, don't bury your head in the sand. Don't think everything's going to be okay forever. You might have loads of clients right now and yes, things are great, but trust me, bad times come. They just happen. It's just the nature of the beast. So expect the unexpected and plan well in advance for it. Uh, Don't give up too much equity in your business without giving yourself enough time to think about it, get advice, spend months and months thinking about it. Don't rush into things. Don't be attracted to the money. All right. It's not about the money always. It can lead to just disastrous consequences. Having enough money in the bank to cover you for three months of operational costs is essential. That's one of the things that I've definitely taken away. I wouldn't say that we've, you know, always at that moment with the three months in the bank, but there or thereabouts, it definitely just reduces the stress a little bit month on month. Um, Get help before you need it, right? This might be a mentor. It might be a bank manager or someone else in the business, in business or who's been through something similar, but get help well in advance of you actually needing it. Be proactive on that kind of thing. 
don't ever let pride get in the way. Be strong, make the right decision and make it quickly. That is your responsibility as the head of the business. That is your job, your role. The main thing you have to do is act quickly. If things aren't right, you've got to move. Don't bury your head in the sand. Don't let pride get in the way, just like I did, because it will it'll just have a massive knock-on effect and can end your business. And the most important one for me, this is a big one, is um, don't ever let the sales pipe drive dry up ever, ever. Keep that sales machine going. Make sure that there's prospects at the, t- the start of that sales ma- uh, conveyor belt. Keep it topped up. There is nothing worse than having some blank holes appear suddenly where there are no sales. Right, thank you for listening to this episode of the Diary of an Entrepreneur, an open and honest account of how I'm attempting to grow a video media business from the ground up. And I must stress, not trying to teach you anything, just sharing my journey. And if it motivates you, then great, job done. You can follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. I'm all over social media. And if you want to reach out to me directly, uh, then do it. Uh, email is my direct email address. It's Danny Lacey at stardomedia.co.uk. All right, let me give you the spelling of that. Danny, D-A-N-N-Y, Lacey, L-A-C-E-Y at Stada, S-T-A-D-A, media.co.uk. Whatever it is you want to get in touch with me, as long as it's not spam, all right, but whatever you want to get in touch with me, just, just drop me an email. If you're after some advice, just want to talk to somebody, then my door is open. Thanks again for listening and join me on the next episode of The Diary of an Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur.